0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of Sideboob Cinema. I'm joined by Jonathan Astro and AJ, and we're here to review the movie Jade. How are you guys?
1: Offended by your
0: trans-exclusionary intro. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what what am I supposed to say, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and other? Well, I don't know. That's that's probably offensive too. I think Mm. you just need to
1: say, I don't know, you need to say... There's nothing you can say. You're a man, okay? You, you just got to fuck off. <laughs> Isn't that right, AJ? That's right. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. We're watching Jade this week. Um, uh, AJ, what did Frank think of Jade?
2: It was in Bone of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. We both really loved it.
1: Oh, really? That's great. That's good. Because normally, because everyone's partners sort of get punished. You know, <laughs> with some of these films, you know, so like they we sit down and they're just like, "What the fuck is this?" I feel
2: like you know. I haven't seen a film like this in a long time. Yes, so I'm excited.
1: Mm. So true, so true. Ricky, did you watch this with Venga?
0: Yes, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we both enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. I I saw this uh, back in the '90s once, I think, and um, yeah, it's good to revisit. Ago. people who commit these acts
3: are in many ways no different from you and me we got Prince in the hatchet but they are no longer able to control their urges they disassociate themselves from their own actions
0: often experiencing a hysterical blindness they're blind to the darkness within themselves
3: kyle medford's dead oh my god i just saw him today You did did you ever see him socially no not really and you never had a sexual relationship with him? I said I had no social contact with him. I do consider sex to be a social contact. As you know, I'm married.
2: I found a roll of film in Medford's safe.
3: Freeze it right there. Magnify it. Mrs. Gavin is that you on the tape. How could you let them do this to you, Trina? They didn't do anything to me, David. It was my choice was in control and i liked it she couldn't get enough of it she loved it i saw that side of you before oh did the tape turn you on you
2: know a couple of those creeps they didn't even want me they wanted this other girl one of those guys was the governor she must have racked
3: his world was medford blackmailing you i don't get blackmailed mr crowley i cheated on my husband i didn't know i could be arrested for it. She's got no alibi, and we got a prince on the hatchet. If you're gonna charge her, you charge her right now. It was all right in front of me. I just didn't want to see it. I know too much. Anything happens to Trina Gavin, or something happens to you.
1: Speaking with. Okay, well, oh, I feel like I should launch into this synopsis. Try and stay with me. Okay, now normally I would do a punchy short one, but I, I, I went, i something about this movie made, because I've seen it a bunch of times, something about this movie made me want to understand the fucking story. Okay, so just try and stay with me. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right, okay, so we open with a murder in a ritzy mansion over a bombastic score. Kyle Medford a high profile Businessman has been slashed up with an Antique hatchet okay Assistant District Attorney David Corelli Played by David Caruso Is called to the scene to uh, Coordinate with detectives over the Bizarre murder there he discovers a Collection of small labeled decorative Cases one featuring a Chinese character On the lid uh, and inside There's uh, what looks to be pubic Care stored right We all following that Um Park that for a second. So Corelli is involved in a dormant love triangle with former lover Katrina Gavin, that's Linda Fiorentino, and now and her now husband, Matt Gavin, Chaz Pomontieri. He's also a lawyer. So the cops find a role of film in the dead businessman's safe. And this lead this these photos found in on the roll of film uh, lead to uh, what are discovered to be compromising photos of the governor of California with a Nubile woman. Turns out the dead businessman was running a blackmail racket involving powerful men and lots of crumpet. Corelli visits the governor, played by Richard Krenner, and he denies being blackmailed. The visit also puts Corelli in the bad books, not just with the governor but with his boss, damaging his his ambitions. Uh, for uh, to, to take the chop job next year. So next, Corelli meets the cops at Kyle Medford's, this is the dead businessman's sex, sex lair in Pacifica, where they find the blackmail camera set up, and most importantly, a burned-up videotape in the fireplace. A neighbour also confirms that he's seen streams of hot women entering the, the pad. Uh, Corelli heads to Chinatown, tracks down a hot, the hot nubile in the blackmail photos. Uh, turns out to be uh, Patrice Jacinto, Uh, Angie Everhart Sometime Hooker Confirms that She used to go to the house And screw different men For $500 a pop Uh, But the men were crazy About another girl On the roster Jade The favourite Of the governor himself Next Corelli is almost killed When someone cuts his brake line Uh, The cops find Prints on the hatchet And they link someone Called uh, Anna Katrina Maxwell Who looks in her photo A lot like Our Katrina Gavin That's Linda Fiorentino Uh, the clinical psych and former lover of Corelli. Uh, Katrina admits in a police interview that she went to Kyle Medford's apartment to discuss art, uh, an art sale um, and and touched the hatchet incidentally, uh, but obviously denies uh, murdering him and having sex with him or whatever. Uh, The reconstructed burned videotape reveals that Jade is almost certainly Katrina. Uh, Next, Patrice Jacinto has information on Jade for Corelli, but she's run down by a Black Thunderbird, uh, before she can tell him, after a hectic car chase, his car is knocked into the bay by the Thunderbird. All the evidence is pointed to Katrina. Not just a high-profile hooking, but the killing of Medford, that's a businessman, and almost killing of Corelli, uh, as I mentioned before, by the, by the Black Thunderbird. The cops present Katrina and her husband with the damning videotape of Jade getting railed. Katrina admits to having an affair, but denies being Jade. Privately, Katrina admits to Corelli that she, in fact, was Jade. But she denies the blackmail. Uh, uh, she apparently had sex with powerful men and loved it. He's convinced, though, that she is the killer. Meanwhile, the neighbour is killed by another weirdo weapon. Uh, this clears Katrina because she was with Corelli when the neighbour was murdered. Uh, that's in Pacifica, the neighbour uh, from near the sex pad. Katrina has some more kinky sex and films the poster shot of the movie um, with some random guy. Uh, there's a climactic chase at Katrina's mansion. She's hunted by corrupt detectives working for the governor looking to tie up loose ends. Katrina is saved by Matt and Corelli, uh, who kill uh, the the lead crooked detective. Corelli tells the governor uh, to leave Katrina alone uh, and threatens him with exposure of the pictures if uh, anything happens to her. Uh, Anyway, it uh, turns out Matt was the killer and, um, I don't know, says he wants to meet Jade. So...
2: That's, yada yada yada. Killer.
1: That's the film. <laughs> <laughs> what do we um? What do we make out of all that? Did this does this accord with
0: what you watched? It it does. It it is a little bit confusing, as uh, our listeners can probably tell from the synopsis. And I think you've done a good job of trying to to lay out the yeah. plot in in a way that that you can follow. Um, but it wasn't until I started to read through just just for research for the show uh some of the plot points and and some of the entries on imdb and, and wiki that that the plot really sort of uh made sense to me um and that's one of the uh one of the problems with the film i think and and one of the reasons why i don't think it was particularly successful is because it's confusing i think there's heaps in here that is fantastic and i think it's just a few jigsaw puzzle pieces away from being a masterpiece really um what do you think aj yeah
2: no i agree i think it's just that um you don't really know who everyone is Mm. like you don't really know who died (laughs) (laughs) yeah um who is going to see kind of like you kind of do but you don't so it's just a bit confusing in that regard otherwise it's a great story
1: but it starts with they've hooked a lot with this Kyle Medford character, this businessman mm. at the beginning, right? Now, it's a similar uh, thing in Basic Instinct, but, you know, we're sort of meant to, this guy's the, the head um, of the snake, sort mm-hmm. of, and yeah. we're meant to invest in him and he's he's not in the
0: movie. Mm. Yeah,
2: so we don't care.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know him, I don't care the about him. The stakes
2: aren't high.
0: I don't think you necessarily need to, to uh, care about him as... As a as a character, really, but to know at least uh, who he is to give uh to give the murder a little bit more weight mm. would, would be useful, you know.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like he needed to be more hooked into. I needed to know more about him because mm. yeah. because at the end of the day, he's got control over our our lead character. He's got control mm. over over um uh, Katrina, mm. you know, in a way. Or, or she she would say that she. She did it. She had a great time, and whatever. But I don't know. He's, he's involved so heavily with everyone. I feel like, you know, I've got, I don't know. It just, it, 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 as we said, there's, 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 it's one of, of many problems. <laughs> and it certainly was confusing.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, the other thing I found, like, I, I found like it took too long to get a sense of Corelli's relationship with Trina and her husband, Matt, like that, that love triangle thing. Mm. And I think in the end it's never really made that clear. They they have this weird friendship relationship, but you know, they used to be together. Um
2: And he's not with anyone else. So you can tell that he like it's portrayed that he still wants her.
0: Mm, that's right. Yeah, which would yeah, make they're all friends would, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing. It would it would make the friendship thing a little bit uh, you know, unlikely, I think. Mm. I don't I don't think I know anybody in that situation where like best friends, best male friends like used to date the same person and ended up with one of them. Like, you know, mm. I, I, that that's that, that shit doesn't really happen. Like, you know, I'm sure the two guys wouldn't be friends, you know.
1: It's an important piece, uh, as you say, of the puzzle and and it, it is undercooked and um, I would also suggest that it's un- unlikely Um mm. But having said that, it's not a documentary, so you could you, you can explore that idea. It just wasn't done particularly well, you know, yeah. for various reasons because of miscasting and whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that that could have been flipped anyway. Like because he's a lawyer, and this guy's like, what is he the the, dist- uh, the uh, DA. assistant DA? Yeah, like like they they could know each other through work, but mm. not be friends. You know, they could sort of have a bit of an antagonistic relationship. Like I don't understand why. That couldn't happen, and then he could still be friendly with uh, with Katrina, you know, because he obviously still has feelings for her. So I don't, I don't understand why they needed to
1: be friends, you know. Mm, tiptoeing around it, but there is that, you know, it, there is a an a, a expression in the old parlance, I believe it's called sloppy seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and don't, I'm told you don't want. The sloppy seconds.
2: And that's all Caruso wanted. <laughs> that's <all> <laughs> <laughs> that true. That all he wanted. <laughs> brooding <laughs> the whole time. he was brooding.
1: <laughs> <all> he <time. laughs> just maybe that's the difference, but look, I feel like the 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 the, the specter for me that's cast over this movie is basic instinct. You know, mm. I feel like uh you know this is the shadow of basic instinct, and um you know. Uh, and ultimately, it elevates Basic Instinct, uh, which I think is is a, is a masterpiece, you know, solid gold. Uh, and, um, you know, there's there's personnel differences, you know. With, uh, I think Basic Instinct's got, you know, Jerry Goldsmith, Yann um, de Bont um, on cinematography, Verhoeven, obviously. Uh, Douglas and, and Stone are, are, are really, um, you know, pride of place in that movie. You know, so the plot is convoluted here and... You know, and Basic Instinct is is actually a little convoluted, um, but there are expert dist- distractions in that film. And, um, you know, you can watch Basic Instinct and kind of not know what happened, and it doesn't really matter. It works emotionally, you know, uh, I, I would say. Uh, whereas something about this movie, uh, you know, is it's a very, very, very frustrating film. It, <laughs> it's the same screenwriter, yeah? Yes, Joe Esdowes. So... Mm. Uh, maybe yeah. You know, so Joe Esterhouse is responsible for um, very famous as being, you know, one of a handful of superstar screenwriters, and, and you know they have they've always been treated, you know, as as sort of unknown figures. Really, uh, it's it's all about actors. But he was one of these figures, you know, in the eighties and nineties that was paid significant amounts of mo- amounts of money to do uh, his films. And so cheers, just a, a taste. So eighty three, he does the screenplay of Flashdance. Uh, 85. He did *Jagged Edge*, which is a, which is a film we should we should watch actually, since we all we all seem to like Jade. So *Jagged Edge* has got uh, Glenn Close and Jeff Bridges. It's, it's all the stuff you'd expect from it's like Jade, but it it works. Do you know what I mean? In in uh, it's it's not as stylish, but but it um it's cool. Then *Basic Instinct*. Um, funnily enough, he did *Nowhere to Run* with Van Dam, uh, which is interesting. He did *Sliver*, *Showgirls*, and *Jade*. So <laughs>
0: *Showgirls* girls.
2: <laughs> He's a dirty man. He is well, a dirty Well, man. hang on. You know,
0: the New York Times calls him a smut obsessed screenwriter.
2: So kind of like you two. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except without the success
1: and you know. <laughs> well, but what's interesting is because we mentioned it is that I mean this guy got paid uh, maybe two and a half million to write Jade. Oh wow. He got paid. Basic Instinct was a famous deal. Actually, he got um you know, million or so, whatever the figure was. But at the time it was unheard of and, uh, you know, which is incredible. And it just rocketed him like people were just like, oh, my God, like that's, that's a big sort of a feedback loop, you know. You get paid that much money and then suddenly you're centre stage. And But think about these movies that we've just mentioned, you know. Um, they are all sort of, yeah, on one hand, smut obsessed, but, but they're all to do with, with sex and sexuality and particularly, you know, uh, you know, heterosexual sex and, and, you know, the intersections between, you know, sex and power and, you know, sex and death and, and whatever. And they're all, but they are all as well Hollywood entertainment. Like, but what the hell has happened? Like, you know, that can you, Jade, Showgirl, Sliver, um, uh, Basic Instinct. I, I just can't think of a group of films like more verboten today. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's if you sent if you drop if you drop them off at the Netflix office, I think they treated <laughs> like anth- anthrax. You know, an <laughs> alarm would go off, and they'd yeah. say, "Oh my god!" They'd go, "This is you know, we, we this is just we can't even have people watching these." You know.
0: Yeah, well, well, think of some of the other films that that were out in the '90s. You know, Seven, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, like uh, Poison Ivy. Oh, you know, nice. um, oh, what's that other one? With the uh, uh, Species, I think.
1: I know it well. (laughs) You know
0: them well. So they're all sort of in the same vein of exploring uh, the darker aspects of of sex and power and and death and stuff.
1: Species is, the idea of Species is, what if there was an alien and it had the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they do a Species 2? And 3.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh Natasha <laughs> Henstridge. Hot. Hot uh, yeah, like you said, you, you can't do these films today and, and yeah, if you drop them off at Netflix they would probably burn them.
1: But what what what's the deal though? I mean like I, you know, I don't understand why this type of film is see it's so strange now because because today it's defined, well, hopefully it's the waning days of it, but it's defined by the Marvel cinematic universe you know it's it's been uh a very long time now we're making these comic book movies and hopefully it's dying out now because you know we don't in the same way that we don't have other types of movies disaster movies or whatever they have their ebbs and flows but you know we clearly all had a good time like we didn't watch jade and go like i missed something like i watched jade and i was like i had pangs you know i had pangs because this was a um This wasn't cheap. This was like a big budget, uh big studio film with, with you know high society.
0: It looked it, great. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. There you go. Looks
1: great. It's shot on film. It's got big actors in it, like big character actors in mm. the background. Like now, yeah, that's just a side point. What what we, what you don't get now is you never get all these people in the same movie. You know now they're all heading up their own tiny Netflix movie. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't get them all in the same movie. Back in the 90s, you would have like, like I watched, uh, you know, uh, for, actually for, for research the other night, although I had a good time, uh, The Rock, you know, with Nicolas Cage and just the cast of the people in the background of everyone who's in that movie you know, you never get everyone in the same movie now, like in JFK when it's just everyone, Joe Pesci, you know, Kevin Bacon in the background, you know, like it's like now it's all all separated. So it's something about Jade, you know, I feel like this would instead be a series now, like something like Damages or something, and it just wouldn't be quite the same, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah it's a real shame. And we'd know who Petey, one of the one of the cops, um, one of Caruso's guys, who, who was, he was fucking, who he was into. Mm. That'd be a subplot. And be. it doesn't need to be. I don't need to know who Petey's fucking.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. he he, <laughs> he arguably is the most offensive character. In
2: the <laughs> how can you take it seriously, a guy named Petey in that serious of a job?
0: I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Petey.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what's interesting? The... Uh, Corelli's um sidekick guy or, or partner, that that older guy, the heavier guy, he's actually a, a real-life uh, detective. That's Petey. Yeah,
2: that's Petey. Oh, that is
0: Petey. Oh, yeah. that's who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, we told you <laughs> this movie was fucking confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it is confusing. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the guy with the moustache.
2: Oh, no, no. No, no that's that Michael guy? Bang.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It doesn't Sorry, matter. guys. It does get a little bit confusing. <laughs> hey, I I do love Petey He does have a ridiculous name. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't want to know who he's fucking. <laughs> you
2: don't want to know who he's jamming jellies with.
0: <laughs> oh, you said it.
1: You said it. So he says, "Hey, did you check out these jamming jellies and clitterifics? I was <laughs> thinking about you." Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know. uh, so um let, 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 maybe just fin- we'll finish up joe esterhouse maybe just quickly so he famously the writer uh did not like this movie uh, as it was filmed he says that it was a total hatchet job um and you know in his book hollywood animal he outlines you know how he was sort of done done over by the producers and the director uh, william friedkin he wrote a memo to William Friedkin, a long one, explaining, you know, how the movie could be made better and they never enacted his, his cuts. Um, he's complained about the red herrings in the movie and a, and a number of other things. But he said he finishes by saying the memo by saying the reason Basic Instinct and Jagged Edge stunned audiences is because the filmmakers in the studio had the courage to do something daring that people told each other about. And that is absolutely true. And you mentioned Seven before, and that is why that same thing that Joe Estes has just said there is the same reason we have Seven is because the studio wanted to, the movie to not have um, uh, the ending it had in Seven, uh, and um, David Fincher and and uh, you know said, you know we must have this ending. Well, pl- please, we must have this ending because if we have this ending, forevermore this will be the head in the box movie, and if we don't do it, it will be nothing. Do you know and this is a really difficult thing to get across to people you know um, so Joe Joe jo knows what was good about those other films and uh, he knows that this film missed the mark so you know I think that um, you know he and he certainly he got well well remunerated for it but it was sounded like it was very very painful mm.
2: so you wonder what it could have been
1: then i I wonder all the time do you know <laughs> every you time- up at that. Every does actually. Every time I watch this movie, I want it to be fixed.
0: Mm. <laughs> you know, there is a director's cut floating around out there that was released on VHS that uh, that actually has sort of an alternative ending or an extended ending with um, Corelli. Actually, it, it's shown that he's recorded the conversation between Matt and Katrina uh, about the killing, and and gets out of the car with the intent of arresting his uh, his friend Matt.
1: No, well, that's see, that's I hate that.
0: I yeah, hate so that. do I.
1: Like that—that is—that is completely the the wrong instinct. You know, I like, know. Yeah, I didn't watch the movie and go, "Oh, jeez, I wish Matt." I it. know,
0: but, I know. But there was other stuff in there too. Apparently, there's you know extended sex scenes and right. and other stuff going on there. So that
2: you would have liked.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that I would have liked, but the ending not so much. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about the sex.
1: So. This is this movie is a you know there's something about the sex in this movie. It seems wholesome. Do you know what I mean? Like in in a way, like like it's it isn't it isn't like it's uh, it's it's so it's prudish and not at the same time. Mm. <laughs> like, ima- but then again, maybe it's because we're living in such a different era now. Like, imagine the moms and dads watching that new release, Jade. You know. Imagine them like watching what we got now. Now it's about pegging. Um, well, there was there was pegging in this film. Well, you know there was the you know it was implied there was ball busting.
0: It's kind of implied that 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 the you know that that stiletto heel is is got got to go somewhere. Right. <laughs> you've, you've you've studied. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all physics. You know, it is. <laughs> it is. So. It's angles. It's Pythagoras. You know,
1: but it's like now we've got this. This there's this pressure on everyone. Like you know, to to um like if you don't date a trans person, then you're a bigot. Mm. You know, like it like there's like choking in every goddamn show now. Like they just show endless choking. Um, polyamory. I mean, this was this was for, for many people sexual perversion you know, and um, uh, I feel like um, that th- there's something about, I mean, you know, Angie everard has got the, one of the best lines in the movie that I love, because this is central to the film. The film's called fucking Jade, all right? So she, it's all about Jade and Jade's sexuality and what she likes and what she doesn't. So I guess like the idea of a woman being, you know, wanting, um, you know, rough sex or hard sex or whatever, deviant sex. But uh, and you know, and being in control was was at the time uh, uh, controversial or whatever. Uh, But she says Angie Everhart says in the you know in the interview she says you know uh, you know a couple of those creeps they didn't even want me they wanted the other girl they'd fucked before they called her Jade one of those guys was the governor Jade must have rocked his world.
0: She's pissed off.
1: (laughs) She is, because he wanted me to bend over and turn around. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't take it that way. He told me Jade took it anyway. She couldn't get enough of it. She loved it. (laughs) (laughs) so i love this this line so much every the delivery yeah you know because angie's just given it 110 she's like this is my moment and um yeah she's like put emphasis on weird words you know like (laughs) you know and she's so this is what i mean about it being prudish (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it's sort of like you know like she wanted to bend over and take it that I don't take it that way, you know, and you're just like, oh, what's the big deal?" <laughs> no, but is she is she implying anal there, though? Well, she is like you have to say she is um, because in, in, it's a cinematic version of that, you know, mm. like that's the it's just what they could
0: get away with. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: I guess so. I guess so. So, and if we if we take it as that, it is a little bit more involved. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but as it reads on face value, it seems so. What's the big deal? You know, you just go it. So it's, it's just you know, it's just a position. I don't get it. You know? <laughs> um, so, but anyway, what she says doesn't wash with what we see later. We have to talk about this scene. Um, so later in the movie jade once jade is revealed she sort of has a, a bit of a revenge fuck with a mr nobody <laughs> some <laughs> some beef cake <laughs> that she's found and um it's it's just like these jump cuts like this sort of team america style jump cuts of this sex right like of different types. so we get the ball busting which ricky sent me uh, a video of just before to make sure i'd saw it you know yeah.
0: in yeah. slow motion
1: Insomma. So So that's that the ball. So it's a stiletto heel, you know, we don't know where that is. But the but the but she's got her foot like clearly on his pubis or whatever. Um, and he's, you know, pans up to his face. And then, like, you know, she's on top of him, as I say, filming the poster shot. Uh, and then so so some nobody's on the poster, like the hand that's coming up touching the leg is just some nobody. It's not Corelli. Um then it's like you know, this stocking over her head. She's getting uh, penetrated from behind. Can I say? Uh, but is that it? Did I miss anything
2: else? She sits on his face.
1: Oh, that—that because that because that, that <laughs> that, thats that—that's the, the poster. poster shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But I, you're absolutely right. That is—that's what's going on. That's why the is meant to be hot because it's like, oh, the hand. He can't like she can't be further down his body because the hand's on her leg. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do you. You have to do the math in your brain. You see, yeah, know, I've done it. So, um. Uh, The weirdest thing is the world music sing-song that's going on. (laughs) You know? It's like, (laughs) ding, ding, ding. And you just go, what the fuck is this? Well, well,
0: we can talk about the music in a minute if you like. I I can shed some light on that for you.
1: Yeah, but okay. But on face value, like, in context, yeah. what the fuck is this song doing in this scene?
0: <laughs> Riddle me that, Batman. You know? Yeah, well, like- they did they did use that song. I, I forgot to write down uh, what it is, but there is a song, a female uh, artist singing, and uh, James Horner's included some of that in, in the score. Right. Um, but I think that that's probably uh, Friedkin's choice of a song there, I think. Well, he blew it. So... <laughs> The but, but frankly, the scene is
1: it's just not um frenzied or hard enough. Like, there's I can picture um a million scenes that are that are you know where the people have more chemistry and it's more meaningful. Like, there's a scene like when Carrie and Brody have sex in Homeland, like it's so memorable. <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember, if you've seen Homeland, but um, yeah, Claire Danes and um, what's his face, Lewis, uh, have sex in a scene, and it's the most like frenzied, sweaty. And and Carrie's doing the craziest moaning I've ever heard, like this sort of just like, <laughs> like just like just crazy, you know, where you just go, oh my god, this is the most animalistic thing I I've ever seen, you know. Uh, whereas this was just sort of like it seemed like a music video. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, it did have a music video quality to it, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And because who is this fucking guy? Mm. You know and it's Does it doesn't matter intense. yeah
0: I, I that never crossed my mind He's just he's just a dick right? He is just a <laughs> dick, but that's the that look in
1: my fixed jade section i can I can talk about how to make it better, but basically it needs to be someone we care about like like it's you know the the problem is that we're so disconnected from it, you know I think she needed to debut Jade with Corelli, you know. Mm. Why yeah. are they holding off on that? Like, mm. he could still think she's the killer and
0: fuck her. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. I
1: don't get it. Like, I'm just like, why are you holding off?
0: Yeah. Well, they, they mm. do have that scene where she tries to seduce him and he.
1: Yeah, but I don't care about almost. I hate almost. Yeah. It's like that movie, The One with Jet Li, right? Like, you
0: know, <laughs> people say,
1: people say, like, I think I'm fairly certain that he never becomes the one. That's a guy who never becomes the
2: one. Oh, I love <laughs> that guy. Are you like Jet Li? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know, it's a bit of a left field moving up Jet. Anyway. Right. So that's my, so, so just pulling back on the sexuality, AJ, what, what do you make of this, of this, of the sex in this movie and like, I don't know, in general?
2: I like it. I thought, I, I don't understand why that there is a, a problem when she's in control. Um, I find this movie kind of empowering.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like so I don't understand why it's a problem
1: okay because it well it clearly was it clearly didn't sit with people Mm. I don't like it but but I feel like some of this because now there's this whole thing about you know women taking it back and whatever uh is that you know I mean how does is the is the the way they would do it now how would you do it now if it was now like the same message how would it be delivered now I, I
0: don't I don't think it would be no no there, there's there, there's not even sex I I know you you feel that the sex should have been more uh frenzied or or have, yeah. you know pushing it <laughs> pushing it a little further which you know I probably agree with you there too but oh, yes uh, but even what's what's there now you don't see in today's film and TV so I don't know it's just they've it's weird because on the one hand it's this whole you know, sex work is real work and, and empowerment and female sexuality and you can just do whatever you want to do. But then on the same hand, you you can't show any of that on TV. But that, TV. Girl, that show no? Girls
1: has a bunch of, like, awkward dirty sex in it, doesn't it? I don't know. Like seen this.
2: It. It's just more awkward.
1: Right. So no. So the problem is it's about the male gaze, really. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem. Like, you know, I think that's that's why we don't get, these particular films because, you know, they, they are unashamedly um, uh, uh, from a certain point of view, you know what I mean? Um, and they, you know, gen- and, and um, certainly in Verhoeven's movie, like it's, uh, it's, it really is a, like a, a celebration of the male gaze.
2: But I feel like the message is confused then because if you can put your ass on Instagram and you're showing a lot on Instagram, that's all for you, but it, you're still relying on the male gaze.
1: Well, this is this is the problem of the modern era, isn't it? Like the awkwardness of, and the, and that's that's the, the the double bind that Instagram and these these platforms have gotten themselves in. They've gotten themselves in this bind by saying, you know, that because they're they're to the left of Trotsky, they're just saying that like, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. Everything's it's all on. And then when like a porn star goes on and says, okay, great, well, you know, let me just put my stuff on, they go, oh no, well wait a minute, like you know, so. It's so it's there's there's a very strange, um, you know there, there, there's no consistency. You know mm. what I mean? Like so now, what it is, what 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 the banning of the nipple and the, you know butt cleavage and whatever has has done has created this black market of just endless like you know spray on pant um, butt shots. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just created. It's created uh, a type of um, um you know of a, a product that that is just like almost worse than what it it's true because you know it's 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 essentially the same as when you uh it's created um uh sort of it's a repression you know what i mean like it's, mm. it's sort of like things are always sexier when you put a corset on it you know mm. like it's like oh that's why the victorian era is so hot is because it's like Oh, oh! Like let's just put our whalebone corset on and never talk about sex and have our bosoms bursting, Heaving. Heaving, <laughs> You know. And so now, <laughs> in there, in their, they're like, oh yes, the, the nipples disgusting. And so what they've created is everyone just like probably way more people. Um, you know, just just sort of uh, get you know pushing the boundaries yeah. when, if they probably just you know drop dropped the drop the wall. I don't know. Maybe it might sort out some of the, um... anyway, it's a mess. Mm.
2: <laughs> the um, problem is, too, that with the sex scenes, uh, we had a lot of good sexy movies in the 90s mm. that w- that had mad sex scenes. Yes. Like Sex, Lies and Videotape. Um,
1: That's a hot movie.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, what was that? Where Glenn Close is crazy?
1: Fatal Attraction.
2: Yeah. They had mad sex in that.
1: They did, yeah. And, yeah, mem- memorable as well.
2: Yeah. So you're right, the chemistry, yeah, because we didn't know him more. It wasn't
0: there. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what's missing. There's, there's no chemistry there, yeah. Mm. Did, did anyone have this problem? Like how did the killer lawyer, the Matt Gavin character, how did he talk the victim into voluntary getting involved in a kinky death scene in the first place? Did that cross your mind? No, I thought he killed them and then put him in that position. Oh, you think so? But that's pretty, a like like they would have seen that in terms of evidence, like to, to to kill someone and then stage that, like to pick up a body that's covered in blood and like it wouldn't look like that. The final result would, would not look like that, you know.
1: Yes, I think you found an inconsistency there. <laughs>
2: a massive yeah. one.
0: So, yeah. in a way, I felt like there should have been a co-conspirator. There should have been some chick involved in the kinky sex that set all that up so then Gavin could come in and kill him. Yeah, well, in the Basic Instinct, we've got Roxy,
1: who mm. does some stuff, you know what I mean, like here and yeah, there. And, um, yeah, no, that, this is just one of the many problems in this film like like I think that they because they're too in love with that opening sequence with the music and all the fine yeah. art and
2: six minutes. Six minutes.
1: <laughs> it's not even a wanna though. That's what I don't get. Like 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 you know it's 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 a it's broken up into all these different shots and you're like, well it, which is fine because some one is a, are a bit painful to watch. But uh yeah I don't know. They're in love with that so much that they maybe should have just focused on wait a minute, like let's think this through like did Matt Gavin, the Charles Palmaterial character, did he Go over to talk to this guy, confront him, and then, you know, kill him. And then, wouldn't the cops have said, "Oh, the body's clearly been killed. Like, you know, he's been uh, attacked and then, or killed and then moved and yeah, placed it's been in staged. Yeah, it's been staged. You know what I mean? Or it's r- ritualistic. Yeah. Whereas David Crusoe makes a big or Corelli makes a big point of saying this is rage. You know, <laughs> yeah, which means that it was done impromptu. It was done frenzied and passion-filled way. Yeah, um, you know, not. Not staged meticulously. Yeah,
0: just
2: you know, did cool. pretty well to get to the ball after that to clean um, up, and
0: that's true. Yeah, <laughs> how did he? Up? How did he stage that massive? Uh, <laughs> it's almost like a crucifixion, and then get to the ball, clean up, get to the ball.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: since we're talking about these inconsistencies, what about you know is the is the cufflink ever paid off? In the movie, no, do you know what I mean? No. So, um, <laughs> so Corelli finds a, a, a an anchor cuff link, you know, on the scene, gets one of the detectives to hide it, you know, and then later on, I'm, I, you know, he, he she asks him about it, and he doesn't tell her who it belongs to, does he? But he knows. But who we it belongs see to. it, yeah, yeah. But that means he must know at, that that Chaz was there. That's right, yeah. And because he <laughs> cause, cause he goes to that club to play racquetball all the time, that that anchor is from the racquetball club. Yeah, like and he, he even it later on. Even Corelli does that, which is totally bad. You can't you can't have people picking up photos that they're in and stuff and looking at. You. You know, <laughs> he does that. He picks up a photo, and it's like the anchor and him and Chaz and Tony. It's like he just and it's in a scene where he should be doing work as well. It's like it's like you can't just go. Oh yes, yes, I was there. I did that. <laughs> yeah. Know?
0: <laughs> so yeah. that's, a, that's a bit of a problem mm. But that, that whole cufflick thing Doesn't even need to be in the film At the end of the day Because he spends the whole film thinking that That Jade's done it But because of the opening scene He finds a cufflick Like he must know that Gavin did it Yes Well maybe this is part of Well that's I think that the
1: cufflick Yeah maybe they should have just got rid of it Because it's a red herring If you're not going to pay it off Mm. Um and it makes him look seem dumb because I think that like it's so damning, you know, like uh well in the very least, Matt and Katrina were both there. If you've got her prints on the on the hatchet, but mm. you've got her husband's cufflink on the floor, yeah, you'd have to suggest that they were both there. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's even a better ending than they've got already, you know, that they were both involved. Both or involved yeah. Um, another, another loose end. When did Katrina decide to become Jade? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: A few years ago, like it's sort of implied that she was, you know, a bit rock and roll when she was younger. But this, she's only been doing this for a few years, by the sounds of it. Yeah. I, I don't when know. she
2: found out that he was cheating,
1: I've read this that that you know the idea that she did it because you know as a payback, as a payback, mm. which you know some people have found offensive or something. I, I I don't know. Um, but isn't she a little high profile? Like. She, she, she's she's clearly in high society. Mm. Wouldn't she run into the guys she's nailing all the time? <laughs> yes.
2: like, Several there, would have been at the ball.
1: Yeah. Like, isn't there an, uh, there's a very good expression. It's coarse, but you know, I think it rings true. There's a, you know, don't shit where you eat. <laughs> you know, like, like at least go to the next town. If you're going to be a beast. You know, <laughs> like, or well, she actually, she should have done it when she was on the fucking road. When she, when she got her yeah. private jet to mm. to another state, that's where you do
0: it. Not yeah. the yeah. it. The saying, that's where you do it. Well, was that was that implied? Because she does call her husband and leaves a message on the answering machine when she's, she's completely nude. naked Yeah. Yes. So that could imply that she's just nailed some guy. I guess well, he's so. getting
2: a blowy on the balcony. Yeah, (laughs) and and the blowjob
0: lawyer is in the
1: later scene, which I thought was nice. I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know. know? So So, yeah,
3: sounds like
2: we all really didn't like this movie. (laughs) No,
1: no, that's the thing. We did like it, but these are the frustrating things.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, these are the things that if they were fixed, this movie would be amazing. Um, yeah, mm. so
1: the pubic hair
0: collection. Uh, Amazing. So this dates the movie a little. It does, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pub- pubes are coming back, I think. There's a bit of a trend coming back. They are coming back.
1: Um, so Jade's is very thick.
0: <laughs> Did you notice his horse? of horse. Uh,
1: now, but are we saying that all the women, what's the deal? So Medford has this like, um, hooker ring. Um, of a mixture of, like, random cool girls like, you know, Patrice and high-profile women like Jade? Or is, there, is the idea that they're all just sort of, you know, maybe you're sort of bricks and mortar um, hooker, but, but the reason Jade is wanted is because she's like, you know, the, the, the high society, the high class hooker. who's in- she, She's not
0: getting paid. She's just, She's just doing it for the fun
1: oh yeah so that's mm, the point
2: yeah. right so she's sort of laughing
0: yeah in this world mm.
2: and crying when she's getting fucked by her husband <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so that's you've cleared that up that's great that's great now that that makes a lot more sense so aj chas bomb is he sexy
2: no they're, but they're
1: right. both not they're both so it's so caruso no no okay no, um no. well then that's a failure uh <laughs> Chaz theory eerie high-pitched moaning, super gross. <laughs> <laughs> but does he need to be hot though?
2: I think that he could have been sexier.
1: So AJ Ricky's just said, "Does he need to be hot?" I think he, he he's like, "I don't care." He's like, as long. <laughs> no, as I'm saying from hot, from a story I point of view. Oh shit!
0: Okay? <laughs> I'm saying from a story point of view, it makes sense because she's not really that sexually into him.
1: No, so she no, he doesn't look. This is casting, okay. He doesn't need to be hot. He needs to be, um, an un, uh, like he just needs to have that that mixture of like a bad boy sort of like because you really in the triangle you've got the, uh, you know the husband and you've got Corelli. They both need to be you know sort of possible suitors. We need to understand on some level why she was with Palmentieri. Like he can his actions could make him a pig. Maybe he doesn't need to be necessarily like super hot. He needs to be powerful. Um uh, mm. and just not Chaz Balmentieri. Like I can picture a few people who uh, who it should have been, you know. I mean, like if it was nineteen ninety five. look, and this is a long shot, and you might not be able to picture it now, but his he was different at the time. It could have even been like Alec Baldwin.
2: Definitely. Um, you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like,
1: at the time, Alec Baldwin, you know, he had a different sort of career. Mm. Um, and I think he would have brought something, uh, that's when he did The Shadow, when he was at his most sort of handsome. That would have just been a very different thing. And he's a, he's got a d- dark edge. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then you just need someone who's a bit more of a Pollyanna in the lead role, uh, you know, in in the Corelli role. I just feel like this is, Pometieri is just, he is a, he is a, Stock standard arch villain. I mean, I'm always happy to see him. Like he's he's a fine character character actor, but I don't know. I, I haven't seen him. He doesn't have much range, and he he doesn't seem like very complex. His his emotions aren't very complex. Like even when he says to her, you know, don't 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 you ever say that. He he could be talking to um one of his like mob underlings mm. in that scene. Like it was yeah. wasn't complex. So that's it's just a problem. And and if Caruso. He just left uh, M.O.P.D. Blue. Uh, this, was, this was his big, um, like, launch. He was, like, trying to get... Did he do a film before this one? He did Kiss of Death maybe after this, maybe. But he's been he's been in the background. Like, he's in Hudson Hawk. He's got a great role in Hudson Hawk. He's got, um, you know, he's in First Blood in the 80s, uh, you know. So, you know, he's been around... Um, but this was like his lead role like in a yeah. big fat movie and and to leave after one season of NYPD Blue and to say no 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 I'm going to um I'm going to make that was huge back in the day you know like mm. cuz the Clooney did it and it worked whereas Caruso did it before and it didn't work and you know um his first season of NYPD Blue is fantastic he's great uh he's a re- he's a fine actor he's just not good in this movie and he's just miscast He's got. He just looks weak. He's weak mm. shoulders. Yeah. Like, like. Um, I don't know.
2: He just looks like a punk bitch. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> you think so?
1: Yeah, totally agreed. <laughs> this should be. I heard that Warren Beatty was Was yeah. going to be cast. That mm. would have been fucking wicked. Because mm. at the time he was he was Bugsy and you know like he's he, Dick Tracy. He just looked and he's a pig man. So that would have sort of worked. Mm. Like you need, because Michael Douglas is a famous big
2: man. Yeah.
1: Such a big man that he said mad shit like, oh, yes, I I got HPV or I got (laughs) mouth (laughs) cancer or whatever because I gave too much head.
2: Eating too much puss.
1: Uh, It had nothing to do with the smokes and the drinks.
2: Just (laughs) all about that (laughs) (laughs) pussoir.
1: That's right. So having someone in the lead who's a bit of a sex fiend or or has that, you know, just something. Yeah, whereas Caruso just has no sex appeal. Um, nah. uh And that is a problem. That's why, you know, there's no heat. you know. Hmm. It sort of ends up looking like, um, yeah, I don't know, just like a bit like uh, the Eyes Wide Shut sex scenes or something. <laughs> yeah. They're not uh, hot. They're sort of
2: top They are not. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I never thought I'd say this, but can we talk about the car chase
0: oh yes i was just about to mention that
2: i love the car chase Mm. and i'm not one for car chases yeah but i don't know if there needed to be
0: two (laughs) well (laughs) Well, the first one the first one is his brake line yeah uh, has been cut so he's sort of out of control going down kind of the steep hills of of san francisco and i think i i'd just get a scooter after that yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it's such an impact when that car flips. Like you're like, oh my mm. god! Like you can really feel the impact of that sort of an accident, which um, is is quite disturbing.
2: Yeah, right. but the hills were epic.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's San Francisco. Yeah, they have those those epic hills, and I haven't been there, but um, I just remember it from a few few different films set set there.
1: All right, well. William Friedkin, this is the problem, okay? So, William Friedkin, who is a brilliant director, you know, responsible for two uh, all-time, like, classics, French Connection and The Exorcist, not the extended version, Theatrical Cut. Let's just be clear (laughs) on that, okay? If you know anyone who watches the extended edition, just, uh, I don't know, stop being friends with them, okay? That's what I say. Uh, Anyway, he's amazing. He's got all these other frustrating films. For some reason, he's obsessed with car chases. I don't know why. French Connection's got an amazing car chase in it, obviously, uh, but they're cops and so you go, okay, I get it. And then he's got two other movies, To Live and Die in LA, which we are definitely going to watch. You guys are going to love it because it's got a car chase just like this in it. Um, And obviously this movie with two car chases. He fucking loves car chases. I don't understand why. I think the problem is he's loving the car chase too much. It goes for about 10 minutes the second <laughs> one. Uh, maybe he should have focused on all the other shit in the movie Seriously? instead yeah. of that. And yeah. do you like the idea of maybe the, maybe the best bit of the car chase is when he goes like, when, when they've said clearly, oh, let's invert it. Like, what if it was a car chase, you know, where you had to go slow? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, they get caught up in that. Uh, it's, it looks like a Chinese New Year parade or something. Mm. But that but that took way too long. They should wow. have not done way that because as soon as it happened, I, I think I yelled at the screen, "Why don't you just get out of your car yes. and run over to the car you're chasing because that would be quicker." So true. Uh,
1: well, he also they they have sort of like implied that they kill a couple of people in that scene, mm. you know, in the and so that's more people that die than die in the actual plot. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 no? So, and really... the other big frustrating thing about this car chase is you never find out who was in the other car. No, I thought it was Michael Bain. Oh. but but you you never know for sure though. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so,
2: is the movie based in uh, San Fran just for the car chase? Yes, now, probably now well, I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: No, but that's okay. So that's the next thing. <laughs> Why the fuck is this movie even called Jade? Like, is is what's the deal with, with the, the Asian influence? Like mm. again, yeah. it's said in San Fran. <laughs> like, you know, should Jade have been Asian? Like, I mean, it might have made more sense, but then you're dealing with, you know, making an alarming association between Asia and prostitution, which frankly, Two Live Crew has only made worse. Uh, you know, with their song. Uh, you can look that up later. But um the uh the, I just don't understand what the the why what the thing it's sort of this exoticism like and because you know the credit sequence is is you know that sort of kanji symbol Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we've got like you know they go to san fran there's like people playing mahjong they're sort of like dipping into it but then i mean this is this is the worst kind of orientalism like you know what i mean like it's not like because no one of you know um no asian person is given pr- pride of place you know and no one is given agency other than only the tech guys and the offsiders are the asian guys yeah in this which is the which is you know like that that it's that stuff that sticks out like you know and and um i don't know like they're using i am not i don't believe in cultural appropriation i, I i'm not I, I don't think that's a thing um you know i think that you know we we it's more complex and we share and, and, you know, cultures move and change and whatever. But, you know, this is really just using, they just wanted what they wanted. They wanted the symbol, they wanted the name, And then that was it, really. And and they were like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bit like, you know, she's a bit like dot, dot, dot. And you just go, no, I don't know. (laughs)
2: Anyway, back to the car chase.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so anyway, so in the car chase, they go into Chinese New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. (sighs) So, yeah. My favourite um, character was the Pigman Governor. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah, I think Richard Craner gets top 10, 10 out of ten. That's probably mm. the, one of the best things I've ever seen him in. Yeah, you know, most memorable in uh, you know First Blood and Rambo, but you know, and I miss this vision of California. You know, not the wokesters of now. I like the idea that you know everyone understood back then. It was like, oh yeah, the people at the top, you know, they're liars, and all they want is to have sex with Angie Everhart. You know, and um, Whereas now it's, it's you know, it's way scarier, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right. he's got a, all the great lines. He says, wouldn't it be an awful goddamn shame if uh, one little hairy pussy and a thimbleful full of sperm uh, would affect the future of this great state of ours? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <Good for thought. laughs> a thimbleful, is that all? <laughs> well, he was being very realistic about, you know, how much. Happens <laughs> too, much, too much information.
2: So, we need more stories like this because this is really a conspiracy theory today. Like, people with their sex rings and stuff, mm. this is real life.
1: Like, people would say that it's misinformation,
2: yeah, <laughs> rather than a film, rather than entertainment,
0: yeah, pizza game, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's, let's talk about the music. Let's turn our attention to the music for a second here. So uh, James Horner, he's the composer of this particular score. Um, he's a very well-known Hollywood uh, film composer. He's done heaps of stuff. Um, so his score heavily references uh, a famous piece of music called The Rite of Spring. Which is uh, which was composed by Igor Stravinsky. The Rite of Spring is is a ballet and orchestral concert work. Um, so, Horner's music sort of references that quite heavily. Uh, it's orchestral in nature. It has some atonal elements and some dark low string tones. It's bold and it's bombastic. Um, its use of an instrument called the bassoon, which is a low woodwind instrument as a solo instrument, is probably the most overt reference to the Rite of Spring, which famously opens with um, a solo line for the bassoon quite high in its, re- in, in, in its register. So when the Rite of Spring was first performed in 1913, uh, the avant-garde nature of the music and also the choreography caused a riot and the composer had to escape through a bathroom window. And uh, although the work was designed for the stage, the music has achieved equal, if not greater recognition as a concert piece. And it's widely considered to be one of the most influential music music works of the 20th century. the, the work The Rite of Spring has the subtitle Pictures of Pagan Russia in two parts, and the scenario depicts various primitive rituals that celebrate the coming of spring and uh, culminates when a young girl who was chosen as a sacrificial victim dances herself to death. So um, the ballet was very controversial, well, because of the music, but also because of the style of dancing, which was very primitive, and it was all about um, fertility and the coming of spring. And obviously the, uh, uh, yeah, the sacrifice of the, of the young girl at the end as well was quite, um, quite memorable and quite shocking for the time back in 1913. So the music definitely leans on this fertility idea and this primitive animalistic urge uh which i guess ties in nicely with 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 the sexual stuff that goes on in the film what what was your take on the music did you enjoy it did you think it was too much enjoy.
2: that was good
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it has i did read some criticisms in a few reviews that said the score was a bit overbearing mm. um I, don't, I i liked it i thought it was good But
1: what you say is true. Like, like, and I love all that background, and I understand Mm. the 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 link between Stravinsky and what he's saying. Like, you know, but it, but just like other parts of this movie, it doesn't, it doesn't. There's no synergy, Mm. you know. So it's, um, you know, I wish his dream of, you know, Stravinsky's music and its effect was the same uh, for his film, Mm. this film, Friedkin's film, like, and it really did have that effect and grab us by the throat. But it doesn't, um, and I think, but perhaps because it's too mannered, I think that it's just too uh, staged and too. It's not, um, you know, it's it just doesn't. It, it just lacks, uh, you know. He's, it, you know, there are scenes where it's like Corelli standing in front of like a a big sort of uh, strange piece of artwork, you know, in the background, and these are the images that stick out in my mind and. I just feel like, you know, it's just not a very down and dirty uh film. You know, mm. it's not very animalistic, it's the opposite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. mm. Well
0: that, that link between all the primitive iconography and stuff that, that the masks and the statues and is never really made uh explicit enough. Especially the the uh the first victim, what's his name? The the guy that lives in the big mansion. Like he's collects all that stuff, but we never get a sense of his Uh, his background or his uh, involvement in in paganism or anything like that you know i think that's a missed opportunity to to delve more into uh into that world you know if i had to
1: sum up how to fix the film Mm -hmm. i think that you know just as what we have said um i think that obviously the script needs to polish you know katrina i think seems like a bit of a sideline character particularly because she's She's not implicated in the 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 main crime, really. Or she is, but she she didn't. I don't know. She's something about her feels like she's not, you know, there. Um, I would lose the governor's henchmen, probably, and Mm. some of the other red herrings because they end up being the people in the final scene. Mm. Yeah. Who are doing the final, you know, and you're just like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I'd fix the stakes, which we've talked about. Um Make it a genuine who done it. Just invest more in Matt, Katrina, and uh, Corelli. Mm. Uh, have it, have it a sort of a a whirling, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of who who done it. The style is odd; it's rich but not sexy. The pal- its palette is sometimes sick, sickly, which is you know, it, it that is what it is. Um, We've talked about the recasting. Yeah, one car chase probably do it. Uh, Corelli and Jade need to have sex. They have to have sex. I would replace that punk bitch guy who has the nut crushing and the incense and the fucking <laughs> I'd I'd replace that with a fleshed out scene where and it would actually be more painful if Corelli doesn't end up being with her. Yeah. Uh if they had that one scene and he sort of knew she did it and everything and it ruins their relationship a yeah. bit after. But then mm. he saves her. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to say uh, it'd be more painful if Corelli got pegged.
1: <laughs> it would. It would. Um, you know, I know that's what people prefer now to peg the patriarchy, if that's <laughs> what everyone wants. Um, I've got a better ending, though. What do you think of this? So Corelli wins as, as he does in this movie, uh, but he wins proper. So Matt Gavin goes down. He manages to find out that Chasmid commentary did it, right? Yep. But he goes down final scene Corelli's with Katrina they're getting hot and heavy and then he says he wants to meet Jade mm. that would be better Yeah, that would be better you know what I mean like it's sort of like him being a pig or something like that yeah so there's a million ways it could end that are better than it does um, but I do love I do like the final line though yeah I like mm. it. the final line is really good he's like um say it okay do it Katrina the next time we make love you introduced me to Jade. <laughs> Hang on. Doesn't he say fuck? No, he says make love, Does which he? is creepier. Oh. It's always Why creepier got when got that in mind, Definitely. Well, because you're a pig man, but <laughs> whenever people say make love, it's way worse.
3: <laughs>
1: that reminds me, my other favourite line. Come on. This is the best line in the film. They go to the sex pad in Pacifica. He looks in the, the mini, mini bar and he says, Cristal, Beluga, Wolfgang Puck. It's a fuck house.
2: <laughs> I did write down fuckhouse.
1: <laughs> you can't say fuck house like it's a thing. It's not a thing. And Wolfgang Puck is just like like, you know, instant pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care what the big deal is. Like, so I don't know. Castal Beluga, Wolfgang Puck, it's a fuckhouse. <laughs>
0: Said with such import as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. I've, got, uh, I've got one piece of trivia here that will hopefully blow your mind. Mm. Right. When O.J. Simpson's Trial of the Century ended with a not guilty verdict, he stated to the press that he was going to see Jade.
2: Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. Because yeah? Yeah. they asked him, what are, gonna what are you
0: going to do? O.J., what are you going to do now? Going to go see Jade. Amazing. He would love this movie, by the way.
1: Well, Big man. another review from the Baltimore Sun. Please, what have we done to deserve another Joe Esterhaus movie? Okay, we acquitted OJ. (laughs) So there you go. Wow.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of reviews, our favourite Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars. And he wrote that uh, there's only one character we can identify with, a San Francisco police detective played by David Caruso, and he doesn't drive the plot so much as get swept along by it uh review and variety called it a muddled mix of sex political corruption and murder jade is a jigsaw puzzle that never puts all the pieces together and then the new york times wrote uh though the combination of uh of the three main leads promised jade some fire it winds up with no more spark than a doused campfire (laughs) all right this one's from this
1: one's from the daily telegraph we feel we know joe's tastes by now he likes chicks Chicks who dig chicks, chicks who turn tricks, and chicks with ice picks.
0: <laughs> that, that's that, amazing that's a good song. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's good. <laughs> that's a line in a in a hip hop track.
2: <laughs> that's so good.
1: Well, okay, so now let's address our 2 scale. Um, I don't have a lot of specific charges. I feel like over this this movie, you know, its main. Transgressions seem to be deeper and not so much. I mean, the jokes of Pete Petey. Um, you know, you know, we know one thing, she's not a nun, you know, like <laughs> the jam and jellies. These are rapes, okay? These are mind rapes, this is a sexual crime. So Petey uh is probably you know the worst of the worst. And you no, know, and everyone stands around and like like Corelli doesn't say anything. and nowadays you'd say, Oh, Corelli doesn't say anything, he doesn't, he doesn't he's you know. complicit. He is complicit, so you know. Uh, that's to be. Now like we used to joke, and you know how in the Seinfeld finale, it's all about the Samaritan law, right? Now mm. that is that's the law now. Like now, the, the social law is if you don't uh, step in and um, you know do all you can uh, all the time, then you go, then you're as bad as the person who did the thing. Mm. Okay, so. Um, But look, in general, the sexy hetero themed business suit thriller is just, you know, beyond the pale. Uh, It's because, you know, it's to service male sexuality. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no um, male playboy bunnies here um, (laughs) as there is now uh, this week. I just sent you guys a link. um, Sexy new bunny. I know.
0: I believe we'll be talking about this on our Friday show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah! It's it's tri- I I sent it to you, and now it's triggered a topic. So yeah. I feel it's exciting. got me steamed. <laughs> okay, well we will talk about that. But just to Cut say, under the
2: Playboy collar.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but all I'll say just quickly is that you know back back then, I mean we flattened sexuality to the point, and you know, and some of this stuff is 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 fine, but we flattened it to the, the point now where. You know, back then they made products for people who would buy it, like the audience, the market, or the people who would buy it. Now you need to, like, you need to punish those people for some reason. Like, it's like you, but you make the, you make Terminator Six, <laughs> but but you make it with the view that you fucking despise anyone who would watch it. <laughs> like like you you start by saying anyone you know, you know how all the people who like Terminator Are fucking dickheads Well anyway, I got this movie idea You know, like you don't start by saying Let's make this great movie So uh, in this movie, um, Jade The central idea I guess is that women Harbour fantasies of being prostitutes And or degraded uh, You know, there's no power Pegging, there's ball busting So I guess that gives it yeah. uh, That,
0: that takes fun. a few uh, A few me too's off I think
1: yeah, that's a that's an
0: approved
2: action. Oh, the face sit definitely does as well.
0: Oh yeah, actually a lot of the stuff in that scene
1: was um was was quite um acceptable, you know, face sitting, ball busting. And
2: she was holding the stocking. He wasn't holding it.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> she had control over <laughs> it, yeah, if she like was getting lot, air or not.
1: A lot the- of hedging. <laughs> she also says stop and he does. Yeah. So I feel like it gives it. I feel like this movie probably maybe a near five or six, maybe. Um just because of the genre,
0: yeah. I, I think, I think the aura of the film gives it, gives it mm. the Me Too scale. You know what I mean? Like, not the because, events, yeah, yeah, because the the film itself is obviously something that is made for guys to like, and oh. that's that's unacceptable. Well, that is unacceptable. How fucking
1: dare you? You think? So you tell Frank how dare he get a boner during this movie? I had a boner, okay. It's like, Frank, did you get, did you get a boner to this movie? He says, yeah, yeah, I did. And they
0: go, well, that's 10 years. <laughs> that's 10 years. It was a trick. This did you go to trick. the closet and get your stiletto out?
2: <laughs> Frank can't go to jail. Frank cannot. He's not built for jail. <laughs> 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 ah,
1: Good. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps it up. What do you think? Any final thoughts on uh, Jade?
0: I just think uh, it's uh, just short of a masterpiece, really. Yeah. Enjoy.
3: Yeah, it was, it
1: was great. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Frustrating, uh, brilliant, almost, uh, yeah. almost incredible. Uh, so next week begins our October spectacular <laughs> I'm really I'm really pumped you know uh, so we're gonna start with these uh, Friday the 13th one and two Yay. Um, uh, yeah yeah I just uh, thanks for coming on me uh, coming along with me, uh, <laughs> <coming> <laughs> me.
3: Um, no worries okay. Uh <laughs> that was Freudian <laughs> I said, don't, uh, yeah, don't do that uh, So yeah,
1: anyway, yeah, thanks for coming on with me on this I, I I, just feel like something about the lockdown You know, I really feel these movies are so fun And I just want to spend some time watching them, you know hmm.
2: You just want to see those young, oh. supple titties Well,
1: you know,
0: it's a <laughs> dirty job but Somebody's
2: got to do it <laughs> And wear those guys
1: Uh, Ricky, do you want to mention uh, exciting news?
0: Yes, we have some exciting news. We have launched a Patreon page. So uh, we want to keep this podcast growing and succeeding. And uh, what we need to do that is a little bit of scratch at the end of the day. So we're hoping there are some loyal uh, supporters and followers out there that might consider helping us in that endeavor. And uh, yeah making a, a contribution to the show
1: yes I'm not taking anything away from you we only want to give you more so uh come on, come along uh if you if you feel you want to anyway looks like uh another show down uh, we
0: said what we said
2: yeah i think i'm pretty good this week yeah you you've got <laughs> yeah. no retractions <laughs> <Nah>. this week <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know what's frank going to think about uh your views on him not being able to hack it in prison maybe that's that could be controversial. <laughs> no
2: he'd agree <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> all right, well, until next time, long live the new flesh
0: Long live the new flesh
1: Sloppy
2: seconds Just all about that puss ding, ding, ding.
1: What the fuck is this? <laughs>